welcome to the Ray Harryhausen podcast, the show dedicated to the life, career and films of a special effects titan. Join us as we host in-depth discussions about the work, influences and legacies of this uniquely talented filmmaker. Brought to you by the Ray and Diana Harryhausen Foundation, we will be delving into Ray's archive to bring a unique insight into his work, including exclusive audio from the man himself. We will be joined by special guests for retrospectives, exclusive announcements and competitions, so this podcast is a must-listen for all fans of the world of Ray Harryhausen, animation and classic filmmaking. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of our podcast and number six of our vodcast. And we have a special awards background here because we're talking about the Ray Harryhausen Awards. And our very special guest is Dr. Steve Henderson, who's director of the Manchester Animation Festival and also the editor of Squeaky Magazine. Dr. Steve, how are you doing? Hi, John. Hi, Connor. Nice to see you again. Hey, Steve. It's great to have you. And of course, I'm joined by collections manager Connor Heaney as well. And we're going to interrogate uh, and ask him, and I think we'll probably just call you Steve's interview. It's probably sounding very Channel 4. May interrogate Steve over awards and what to look for and what are the... Yes, uh, Steve or Your Majesty, either one will do. It's (laughs) it's up to you. Excellent stuff. So did you want to kick off, um, Connor, with the first questions? Well, yes, uh, Steve. So so we announced, uh, as you know, the inaugural Ray Harryhausen Awards um, this this summer uh, to mark Ray's 101st birthday. And uh, that was obviously, you know, a lot of excitement was generated from our announcement and we spoke about uh, a little at Comic-Con this year as well. Um, what were your thoughts when, when you heard that the foundation were going to be running an awards programme for animators of, of all ages and, and from all kinds of professions? Really excited. I think it's great. Uh, the, more, the more of this, the merrier, I think, in terms of awards for for skills, for craft, for, for uh, it, it, it's such an amazing thing. When, when, you, when somebody gives somebody an award, they're, they're not only showcasing the work that they're awarding, they're also encouraging others uh, in order to, to you know, participate and to get involved and to, and to do more and more. And to have Ray Harryhausen's name attached to, award is, to an award is absolutely wonderful. That's such an aspirational thing for anyone involved in, in, in stop motion or visual effects to, to have an award with, with a legend like Ray Harryhausen's name on it. It's, it's wonderful. It's such a great, such a great thing to, to, to happen. Now, the, the kind of the history or the legacy of these awards, as it were, in the past, I'd spoken to Ray Harryhausen about awards, particularly at BAFTA, where they had something called the Lou Grade Audience Award. And Lou Grade was a famous kind of television mogul he brought the Muppets to the UK and he went on to have great success in America Um, and they named an award after him and it was the audience award where people could participate and vote through I think it was the TV Times at the time Um, and I remember saying to him about having a Ray Harryhausen award and we wondered whether we could have piggybacked onto an existing award but uh, BAFTA never had an animation award at that time so I think you know in the years that Ray was working animation and awards for animation even in the, the Oscars category, there wasn't a permanent award each year for animation. 
So it, it is interesting, Steve, that, you know, older techniques are now being recognized all these years later. You, you know, do you think that's it's quite significant because you yourself have a there at the, the Manchester Animation Festival? And we do. I've, I've got one here just because we're on a vodcast. I thought I'd be visual and bring one along. I'm sorry to the listeners. Uh, but maybe I could have a little go at explaining it. But uh, it's the Manchester Animation Festival. Uh, this is our film award. We do two awards. We do the film award um, for short films, student films, uh, commissioned films. This year, we've introduced a feature film category. We also have our audience award as well. And we've also introduced this year short films for children. But as you can see, it's a B. It's like a sort of steampunk B. Uh, created by uh, McKinnon and Saunders, one of their sculptors, uh, Joe Holborn. Um, and uh, it weighs a ton, which is which is always a good sign of an award. It weighs, a, it's absolutely weighty. But uh, yeah, so our, um, our, our, our kind of film awards, uh, our, our awards here, um, it, it's, uh, it, it's a symbol of Manchester and all that type of stuff. But yeah, we we found it we found it very kind of important that we were celebrating not only short films, student films, commission films, feature films, but also the individuals that work in animation as well. So we have our industry excellence awards as well. Now the industry excellence awards celebrate writers, storyboard artists, character designers, and character animators because. 99% of animation that we see on TV or in music videos, commercials, it's it's done in the day job. And not a lot of people have a chance to actually create their own films and enter the Oscars, the kinds of awards. And so when we set up the Industry Excellence Awards, we did it with that in mind, the idea being that we would be celebrating uh, those, those people who do amazing stuff in the day job. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, that's the, the the Manchester Animation Festival awards story, and yes, just to just to kind of uh, go over what you mentioned there about there not being many animation awards when Ray was um, uh, was was working in in his field. Obviously, I think it was two thousand and one, the first time that the Oscars awarded a feature film award for animation, um, and and BAFTA have, have only really been doing it in 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 recent years as well. So yes, it is a shame that features have not been awarded, but there's obviously there's, a, there's something of a legacy of of short films as well. Um, but yeah, we all know we all know Ray won his special award, didn't he? His special Oscar. So um, if you if you're deserving of them, you get them in the, in the end anyway. Well, yeah, because quite controversially, special effects and visual effects weren't a consistent category either in in, in the Oscars. So you know, some years it would happen, and some years it wouldn't. And I think even the makeup award only happened, I think, for the first time um, for um, the Elephant Man in the early 80s, and then was a consistent award thereafter. So um, it, it is that consistency. If the public can see that awards organisations they look up to regularly and consistently award each year, then I think they take the skill um, and the artistry of animation then more seriously, don't they? Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think it's it's really important for for animation, for visual effects that we celebrate the people working in there because you know we celebrate our own industry. I mean, some people might look at it and go, "Oh, it's giving yourselves a pat on the back." Well, who else is going to give us a pat on the back? Uh, it's about time we were celebrating these individuals, and that's why it's really exciting to have uh, another prestigious award on the on the award circuit in the in the shape of the Harryhausen Awards. So, I'm really looking forward to these. So we, we kept it um, quiet for some time. I'd come up with the idea around the time I became a trustee of doing our, our own dedicated awards. You can see behind me kind of an example of one of the concept pieces of art. 
but um, we went to one of the um, one of the kind of the prestige award makers. And I say we, I mean Connor. And so, Connor, can you tell us a bit about the uh, the award itself and the actual size of it, what's involved, and, and the people involved? Yes. Yeah, so, so this is a, a design by Arch Bronze, who are a, a, an absolutely top notch foundry um, and based in, in London. They create the Olivier Awards. Uh, which are quite a prestigious set of awards. And uh, the design you see behind uh, was, was a result of, sort of many months of conversations about how this award should look, what should be on the award. And we thought it was important to, to represent race creatures on the, on the award rather than a statue of Ray himself. We thought this would be more, most appropriate. And uh, it was actually the, um, the artist, uh, Arch Bronze, who, who suggested that a film reel um containing some of Ray's creatures and you can see um you know this is these awards are are, are coming along very nicely indeed they're currently being uh you know the molds are being cast as, as we speak and they're going to be something fantastic to sit on your mantelpiece with uh with that top that top sphere um containing the, the name of your film and the type of award that you've won so so this is these are going to be really excellent like, as you say steve with your award there they're going to be heavy which is which is very important and uh they're going to be about half a half a foot tall and uh and we can't wait to, to get them out and, and show people the, the finished awards in 2022 um and just going back to a few things you said there about uh, the awards that Ray won in his lifetime. Of course, Ray won his Academy Award and his, his BAFTA. Um, but as always, we like to delve into the archive and look back uh, at the, at the uh, awards that Ray won throughout his lifetime. Can you can you guess, Steve, the earliest uh, award that we have or, or the earliest kind of uh, recognition of Ray's work that we hold in the archive? Oh, right. Okay. Now, would it be something from high school would it be like a, a mask making competition at high school or something along those lines i seem to remember from a book somewhere because ray was was a creative from the start um so i'm saying high school but if you said that he won something in nursery i i would <laughs> totally believe you <laughs> no not quite but you're you as a, as a teenager yes 1938 um at the as a, a, a kind of hobby show at the Los Angeles Museum and uh, Ray entered his stegosaurus model, a diorama, which was displayed there. The prize was that it was displayed there for, for several months with a big blue ribbon next to it. And uh, this was back when Ray was still using kind of lamp flex cords for, for armatures and, and uh, kind of the hinges from uh, car rear windows and so forth to, to build his models uh, along with the, the help of his machinist father. But that, that, you know, the fact that that certificate and that award uh, are still held within the collection all the way through to, to the BAFTA award from 2010. I guess it shows the kind of encouragement that he received at a young age, just starting out and being so creative. That's really important. I think, yeah, especially when it comes to to young people being encouraged uh, and uh, to to get involved and to to celebrate that work as well. Um, we we really need to make sure that we are creating young creatives and that they they are they are aspiring to to get involved in things like this and obviously. Uh, I've, I've got nieces and nephews who absolutely adore watching uh, Ray's movies, uh, uh, you know, seeing the creatures come to life and everything. It's uh, yeah, timeless stuff. It's one of the ways we wanted to keep engaging with people because, of course, you can do books and exhibitions and so on and the films get reissued. But there's something about awards that has young people engaged 
because we'll have categories where younger people can get involved. And I was quite keen also to, to kind of redress the balance of history because Ray went unawarded and other stop motion animators had during the time Ray was working. Partly that was due to the, uh, the politics of the awards committee. So when you get nominated in a category, it's often your peers in that category that are working who will award you. And because Ray and Charles Schneer were working in the UK, they're working outside what was recognised as the usual union parameters and rules. And sometimes that can sway voters because they think, well, hang on, I, I had to do it here in Burbank where it's really tough with the Teamsters. And, you know, Ray's kind of having tea and biscuits in the afternoon down at Pinewood or Shepparton, um, where it's maybe perceived to be much easier, where it's not as unionized. So we're going to be having a, a legacy award or a Hall of Fame award, or a Lifetime Achievement Award. We haven't entirely decided the, uh, the category name, but um, we want to recognize people who in the past have done great work and perhaps haven't been awarded and, and need to be re-recognized if that's um, at all possible. So how do you feel about a legacy award? That sounds marvellous. Yeah, we award our fellowship at the festival every year. And I think you're right. It, there, there, are some, there are some people out there that, that, that just deserve the spotlight, uh, that, that have not been given that uh, accolade, that have not been kind of celebrated uh, as much as possible. And when somebody's made a lasting impact on industry or when somebody's done something that, that others look up to, it, it, yes, it's all well and good to mention these people every now and then, but there is there is always that there is always the case that you know there there are people that get celebrated that 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 people think maybe oh you, you should have given it to such and such you should have given it to the other person um, awards categories and nominees are always always a, a good topic of um, who who will win and and what's going to happen and and all this type of stuff particularly with with the with film awards. Um, we uh, uh, obviously on the Squiggly podcast, we do a lot of this every year when the Oscars come out, because as, as you mentioned, you know, that's up to the Oscars to decide. And that's not necessarily attached. The Oscars uh, opinions are not necessarily attached to uh, the Squiggly audience uh, as, as we talk about, um, you know, film festivals and things like that. So. You know, the films that end up winning at film festivals are not the films that go on to win the Oscars. The films that go on to win the Oscars are the ones with the celebrity backing, um, which is, you know, fine. That's the Oscars. That's, that's, that's the Oscars problem, not us. <laughs> but, Plus it's um, to do with, it's like having a political campaign. If you have enough money for the awards corridor and you, you've got big PR push between that sort of um, November, January vote period and you're bombarding, bombarding, you know, the Oscars rules had to be changed when... Michael Douglas, the actor, um, actively petitioned um, people in the acting category to come and visit with his wife, Catherine Zeta-Jones, who had been nominated for um, uh, Chicago. And she went on then to win in that category. And afterwards, there was complaints that, hang on, was that extra lobbying? Um, did that play a part in her winning? And we don't know whether it did or it didn't. But the rules of the Oscars then had to change around how much personal lobbying you can do on, on, on behalf of, uh, you know, my dad was Michael Douglas. I'd have him right up here saying, you know, not John's film. But um, you can see how there are some kind of pitfalls with awards and between awards fatigue at one side and the kind of the pitfalls of people's ego at the other. Are, are there any sort of are there any sort of good advice or stories of horror that you can share with us that we should or shouldn't shouldn't listen to? 
Wow. Um, stories of horror for awards. I don't I don't know about stories of horror. I don't think that's in, in, in good. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I, I think in terms of awards, uh, I've, I've known a few artists who take this differently. There are there are artists that I know that will win big awards and then keep them in their downstairs loo or not even put them on a shelf. Um, I went to visit one artist and um just in their studio, just in the bottom corner, they just dumped all their awards. Like, uh, I, I also know, um, I've heard heard stories of artists that, that that have destroyed all their awards. They've had a bit of a bad time of it and then just decided to to just destroy everything. Um, awards is, is, is a very personal thing and people can get caught up in it. They can get caught up in the competition. They can get caught up in the, the rivalry. They can get caught up in all of that sort of, you know, this is this is the prestige. I must have it. I must be on top of the world. I must be the the big the big person in the room. Um, and I think it's always important to remember that an award is a recognition and a nomination is a recognition as well. And it just happens that somebody comes home with a little bit of silverware. If you take it in 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 the fact that you've participated in something that celebrates your craft and the craft that you're involved in, and take it as as good fun. And, and and take it as the honour that it's meant to be, as opposed to it being a cutthroat competition, um, then then you'll enjoy yourself. But if you go into these things thinking, uh, I better win or I'm going to win or, or any of that type of stuff, then you're not going to have the fun that you would have hoped to have. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's that's probably the uh, probably a healthy message I could give to anyone uh, Who's, who's lucky enough to be nominated. Well, also at Manchester Animation Festival, before people get nominated, obviously um, in terms of, uh, uh, in, in, in terms of, uh, I might share a little bit of a horror story, in terms of the films that come through to, to the festival, we get over a thousand films that get submitted every year. And the festival team, including myself, uh, we watch every single one of them. We watch them, uh, once to see if they're getting in and then my uh, uh, fellow uh, selection committee will watch them as well so by the time it gets through to the conversation it's been watched three times then it's watched again by the whole team and the whole team will make a decision and then it's put into a it's put into a, another round so we say where would it go in the on the big list so and, and then we watch it again and so by the time your film is screened at, at Manchester Animation Festival, I'm sure this is the same for other festivals, it's been watched many, many times. Uh, and even before we say no to a film, it's been watched many, many times. And we got a message from somebody one year and it, and it, and it was very, it took the fact that we hadn't accepted their film very badly. And it was something along the lines of, I can, the, the words were somewhere, something like, uh, I can tell you're not ready for my greatness yet. Uh, which, which was, which was a, I took it in good humor. Uh, it was a startling email to receive. Um, but yeah, just so, just so people are aware, we are watching all the entries. You will have so much fun going through the entries. You'll see so much amazing work and you have to make really difficult decisions because there might well be a category where, um, or for example, let's use Manchester Animation Festival as an example. If we have, uh, we have to fill a, uh, a short selection of screenings. And if we get like five uh, dinosaur films submitted, 
we don't want, and they're all brilliant. We don't want to screen all five of those dinosaur films because then we don't have room for anything else in the programme. And so we have to make really difficult decisions about letting brilliant films go. Um, and it's such a heartbreaking thing to do. I don't know what you've, you've all, the Harryhausen Foundation have set yourselves up for. You're going to be going through a lot of brilliant work and you're going to have to make some really difficult decisions. And so long as the people that are, are, are entering these competitions are aware that that's what's happening, I think uh, that they'll, they'll, they'll obviously take it in, in good humour. That's the, that's the closest to a horror story I can get for you, John. Um, but yeah, not good. ready for my good. greatness yet was a wonderful and, uh, phrase. And of course, you can reveal now who that person was. <laughs> it was John Walsh. It was John Walsh. <laughs> it sounds like me. It sounds like mine would have been much more sort of sailor on shore leave expletives. And when I was nominated for my first BAFTA, I was there and my parents were on the table with me. Channel 4 paid for the table and, uh, we'd, and I didn't win. And the commissioner turned to me and she said, oh, uh, don't worry, John, we'll do another series with you. And I was like, oh, great. So, you know, within the, the, the obvious disappointments of not winning, she, you know, she really kindly offered me a second series. We had another bias, that's it. So you can, um, you can always benefit from, from being a good loser as well, I think, these things. But, but hopefully um, that's what the BAFTA yeah. would have got you anyway, is another series, another, you know, to continue that artwork. And that's how, how awards work, isn't it? To recognise people and to celebrate that. So such a wonderful thing to be nominated and what a great outcome. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, so, I mean, early days is really tough because the nomination goes, particularly for BAFTA, goes on for like a couple of months. So there's a kind of what, what happens if I do and what happens if I don't. And it's, it's very difficult not to be disappointed on the night. But when you look back and you've got more maybe nominations and actual awards, it's still not a bad thing. You know, it's uh, people like to know who they're working with. It's a, it's a recognition. It's something that can't be taken away. But I, I've spoken to people who've been maybe recognised on their early films and then not later. And they do have a problem with the awards hanging around and being on the walls. I don't because I just don't. Whereas people feel like it's, um, it's, it's a hand tapping them on the shoulder saying, look, this is what you used to be like. You're rubbish now. And it's a constant reminder of their, their, their failure in the present day. So I can, I can see why some people might find it an unnecessary burden and have things sort of piled in the corner. But um, yeah. I think, I think it was um, Adam Elliott, who's a superb Australian stop motion animator. He did a, fil a feature called Mary and Max um, a few years ago. Um, and, and he admitted on stage at, at the Bradford Animation Festival years ago that he had that same problem. But now he can look at them like good bottles of wine and he recognises them as, oh, I remember that festival. I remember that year. I remember that award run. And so uh, having that healthy relationship with it is... Is, is, is such a such a great thing. I think so. And with the award we've got behind us, the way it's been designed, Connor, am I right in saying that we, we might change some of these little cameos? I've got the Kraken here and the Redosaurus there, but we, we could change this up each year, couldn't we? Yes, ab absolutely. Um, you know, the, the castings are maybe 20 a, a time at the most before before um, a, a new mould needs to be made. So we can certainly change, uh, change things up from year to year and have a new set of creatures. We're certainly not short on designs uh, from Ray Harryhausen that could be used, and if anything, it was difficult to, to to kind of boil down to the to the the three or four that are that will be on that first set of awards. So yes, that's a that's a, that's a good idea for the future. Change it every year. Have a unique Harryhausen award uh, for for every year um, upcoming. And I mean, what a, what a, what a wonderful thing to have on your shelf. Well, the thing is, I thought at different stages because you think of everything, don't you? I thought that Minuton himself being a gold man and being a man of power, you know, a male figure. I thought, yeah, Minotong, 
we, we, we'd end up calling it the minties or something um that'd be fabulous to have a minute on because the the um almost the obsession around the oscars being a figurine means that all awards considerations start with how does it work as a silhouette and of course minuton would be a magnificent silhouette as would any of these behind us like the cyclops and uh, and of course connor has a uh, magical boobo the owl i love boobo the owl that would that he looks like an award boobo the owl looks like an award all ready to go so um who knows? Who knows what, what road this will lead us down? At the moment, we don't have external uh, sponsorship, Steve. So, yeah, have you have you sort of ever looked for that? Is that something that we should be looking for? Do you think? Yeah, it's always it's always a good idea to get external sponsorship to 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 get people on board who are like minded and wish to celebrate uh, the same things that you wish to celebrate. I think that's always a that's always a good thing. Um, and I, I think if if uh, if you can find that external external uh, support and and sponsorship, um, find a like minded uh, supporter with 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 deep pockets, then uh, they cling on to them. They're great. They're great to have in your uh, in your address book. Now you know when you at your festival, uh, obviously everything we do revolves around raised films and raised work and raised legacy. For for new and young animators it's not maybe that obvious to them how significant Ray Harryhausen was. It's part of the reason we're doing the awards. Does his name get mentioned that often amongst, amongst the young people now that we're old, I can say that, although young'uns. Um, well, when I, when I used to teach at university, I used to make a point of people understanding who Ray Harryhausen was. Um, even so, uh, there was one, there was one year when I was, when I was teaching and um, I, I used to work, my colleague who was, was, uh, was, into special effects and 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 and, uh, and everything, and so when it came when it came down to naming our render machines for the in the in of naming the computers, rather than calling them computer one, computer two, computer three, they were called Medusa, Children of the Hydra's Teeth, Bubo the Owl. They were all they were all named after Harry House and things. So the students were like. The ones who, who knew, well, they knew. They were like, oh well, I, I want I want the cool one. I want that one. I, I know which one I want. Um, but uh, the ones who were like looking at the computer and going, "What's a guanji?" Uh, and, and, and so, so those have to go away and find out. And so you you kind of try and seep it in there. At Manchester Animation Festival uh, a couple of years ago, we invited yourselves to come and showcase the puppets, which was great. And 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 uh, you celebrated. We screened Clash of the Titans uh, on thirty five mil. And and that was a that was a wonderful occasion. And so it's it's a responsibility that we have as as a festival in to make sure that people are aware of these these uh, uh, great masters of the past. We've done the same for for small films. We've done it for Ivor Wood. We've done it for plenty of people. I think it's really important that you know it's not just about looking forward. It's about looking back and celebrating the past as well. Uh, and and when you've got something as you have the Harryhausen Foundation, this tremendous archive which you can show these people, show people, here's a piece of history. And here's, here's something that, that, you know, a legend had his hands on uh, throughout the entire process of creating this. And when young people see that, uh, they, they can aspire to it. And I think that's really important. So yeah, uh, our, our festival, you know, it, it's a no brainer inviting the Harryhausen Foundation to it, to, to show off uh, um, puppets and, and things like that, because um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not just about the prestige of having some of Ray's puppets there. It's about giving something to our audience. And that's really important. 
And it's a great test, isn't it, to find out which students know who Ray Harryhausen is or isn't. They can go on the list. We'll keep that list here in the office, just so we know when it comes to close nominations. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny you were mentioning earlier on and something sprang to mind. I've got to get it off my chest as well. Um, Bradford Animation Festival, uh, which finished in 2014, they used to hand out an award every year. Uh, and the award was a uh, like a like a mad hatter. So it was like a, a guy with a big, big, tall hat on. Um, and I think it was 2008 or nine where when it was just when it was actually given a name. How you say the Oscars is given its name because legend has it, was it Shirley Temple's uncle looked like Shirley Temple's uncle or something like that. But the name of the, the award at Bradford was named the Osgood um, because Ray Harryhausen named it. Uh, so people who have the, the Bradford Animation Festival Award on their shelves have actually got an Osgood, which was named by Ray Harryhausen. Oh, wow. How wonderful. I didn't, I knew it was named the Oscar. I didn't know it was Ray that named it there. It was, was, yeah. So I wonder what we'll become. Ah, oh, there we go. Look, Connor, tell, tell us what you've got there. Yeah, sorry to, to, to interrupt there, but as Steve was speaking, I noticed on the shelf directly in front of me is this uh, award that was given to Ray and it said Lifetime Achievement Award, BAF 2010, Ray Harryhausen. So this is the very award that you're speaking about, Steve. I know that there's some great uh, photographs of Ray with this award. I think, I'll edit this out if this isn't true, but I think there's a photograph of Ray with this award and John Landis, his good friend, uh, with around, the, around about the time that he received this. So as I, as I mentioned, we have all of Ray's awards here in the archive, um, you know, many, many statues and Ray proudly displayed them in his home and kept them within his collection and they're here in the Ray Harryhausen collection now, um, treasured and uh, an important part of his history and you can see all of the the, this, the iconic scenes from his films at the bottom here at the base of the statue. So just while you were speaking there, Steve, I just uh, thought I'd go and grab this. I noticed this is this is on the shelf here in my, in my office here. Fantastic. Quan is quite right. Ray used to be, be grateful and glad he was honoured and would keep things, whether it was keepsakes because letters had been written or books dedicated. We have a Stan Winston book that's signed by Stan Winston and so on. But all of... Uh, raise awards including his Oscar and BAFTA and so on you know they weren't something that he hid away or was ashamed of or or felt threatened by in any sense so I think Ray recognized they were an important part of recognizing your work but a part of and then you move on and you continue you know to think that Ray was never nominated he's in good company because of course Stanley Kubrick never won an Oscar for directing um, Alfred Hitchcock didn't win an Oscar you know, there's, there's lots of examples in history of people who didn't win Oscars, and yet we still regard them as wonderful filmmakers. Martin Scorsese went Oscarless for many, many years uh, until he won. So, um, you know, in a sense, some people see it as a badge of honour to, to, to not win. Not me. Not me. If anyone's listening, not me. I'm not one of them. But, uh, you know, some people do. The categories we've got earmarked now for the first year include Best Feature Film Animation, Best Short, Best Student, Best Commercial, Best Online, and the Harryhausen Hall of Fame Award. So we're keeping it relatively small. It's like half a dozen for the first year. And as a chief of staff, we would say the optics will be great because if it's Vanessa Harryhausen handing over the award to each of the winners, then that looks great for us, the foundation. It's wonderful for them because it's, it's, it's a real point of contact with Harryhausen themselves, uh, Vanessa's daughter. And of course, Vanessa is very active here at the foundation. So with her award-winning book as well, Harryhausen Tyson of Cinema, 
Um, it's very exciting that she is so involved. And I think it's great because she is that link to her father's legacy as well. Fantastic. Some great categories there. Probably uh, what I'd like to, to direct people towards is just some of the information where they can find out more um, about the Harry Housen Awards. We have a website, which is harryhousenawards.com. And that same name is on uh, our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram accounts. And if you want to get in touch to ask uh, for, for any more information, the email address is info at harryhousenawards.com. And we're looking to, to start uh, submissions in January of 2022. Um, terms and conditions will be will be posted to all of those sites soon. And we're you know, quite excited just building up the, uh, the momentum as we look towards 2022 and, and sharing some of, of this information uh, onto social media and, and through our various websites. Uh, but because it is exciting, it's been something that we've been working on for, for quite a long time behind the scenes. And um, Steve, you know, John, John's asked you about horror stories and, and maybe some of the controversies around uh, animation awards, but is there a specific example that stands out to you of someone being deeply encouraged by being nominated or, or indeed winning an award and it's sort of really spurring them on no uh, winning an award's a horrible experience people should avoid it at all costs i think that they they do more harm to somebody's ego no sorry um <laughs> absolutely for every i mean it's I feel that our conversation might have gone down the wrong path a little bit. I think me and John got a little bit carried away. It's the, it's the, the thing where uh, you go to a bad restaurant and you'll tell everybody about it. You go to a good restaurant, you might only tell one or two people about it. So I think it's more fun to have conversations about the things that went wrong as opposed to the things that go right. But in terms of the things that go right, our first year when we gave away these awards, um, people who couldn't turn up to the awards sent us videos and one of them was from uh, Nina Gantz, who was an animator who did a film called Edmund. Um, and she was absolutely, she was, she was squealing at the thought of, the, the, of winning this award because it was made by McKinnon and Saunders and all that type of stuff as well. Every year we get, we get people, um, we had somebody welling up, we had people welling up when they accept the awards. And, and it means a lot to people. It means a lot that they've been recognised. It means a lot that they've been... Uh, that, 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 that they've been accepted because we we all get imposter syndrome and we all get that that feeling that we're not good enough we all get that feeling that we're we're not a part of something even though we are and we are we are not imposters we are a legitimate part of of, of the animation landscape awards are just there to ensure that we are all being celebrated, we are all being recognised, we are all being kind of taken part of. For us, in terms of awards at the festival, um, it's not so much somebody winning an award, but it's somebody who told me that they, that they, were, they went to the festival with their students, they sat in the cinema, and the students watched somebody talking about their work and found out that it was made in Manchester. And the student there and then turned around to the lecturer and went, I could do that. And when somebody has that epiphany and that moment of, ah, oh, well, I, I, could, I can be involved in this, when they get given permission to be involved in this, then that's, that's super special. That's, that's fantastic. And I feel that awards do that as well. Awards celebrate those people and the Harryhausen Awards are, uh, uh, are, are going to celebrate those people as well. And I think it's, it's great. So yeah, awards can be an absolutely beautiful thing and they can be something that um, 
It's not just about giving somebody a trophy. It's about, it's about celebrating the art form and it's about, you know, pushing the art form, which uh, I'm all for. Recently, there was, of course, the BMX Awards at the Olympics, and they got lots of great positive press coverage because people felt that, ah, oh, you know, I, I could do that. Or, you know, I know people in my area that could do that. And it's not something that's out of reach. So I suppose it's reflecting that these experiences with awards and animation and working can be achieved locally. And it's not always the, the domain of Hollywood or, or London, as in the case of, uh, you know, uh, most television companies have their bases in London. So this whole idea of things being London centric. And of course, the foundation is not based in London. So, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, we'd have a regional aspect. So I know Connor has great links with the different um, film festivals and the Edinburgh Festival in particular, where we work. Exhibition is going to be running until February 22. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that everything we do will be housed in, in Scotland, um, as long as Nicola Sturgeon allows us to have it there. What would me be in English and all that? She might say no, you never know. <laughs> Gingers are always well. Yeah, politics there to finish off. <laughs> you see, I'm kind of Scottish anyway because yeah. I'm a ginger, so um, got that I'm kind always. of Irish as well. When it suits me, depending where I'm travelling, I have my Irish passport out. So. <laughs> well, I think as well, it's important, you know, every every um, meeting that we have with, with Ray's daughter, Vanessa, and all, all the trustees meetings and so forth, she's always incredibly keen that we are doing something to encourage young filmmakers and young animators because that's what her dad wanted she was like dad really wanted to encourage people that were you know in his shoes when he was 18 when he was winning that first ever competition and uh, you know what, what a boost that gave him over the years so these awards seem like a really special way of uh, honoring Ray's wishes for the foundation and uh, to to engage further with the animation community in the UK and uh, Steve, thanks very much for, for chatting with us today because it's been excellent to hear your perspective and your experiences as somebody who's so deeply involved within the industry. You're very welcome. It's always a pleasure to be on. Uh, it's a pleasure to be back on the podcast. Uh, uh, and uh, it's great to talk to you about these, this fantastic initiative. I'm looking forward to the, the Ray Harryhausen Awards when they come about next year. I'm looking forward to... Uh, to, to hearing about your experiences of, uh, of, of, of selecting the nominees you're you're in for you're in for a real uh, a real treat you're going to really look forward to uh, to going through the entries and you're doing a wonderful thing so uh, you know uh, it's great that Ray's legacy has been celebrated in this way Copyright in the Ray Harryhausen podcast is owned by the Ray and Diana Harryhausen Foundation, a registered Scottish charity, number SC001419, 2021. This recording may not be reproduced in whole or in part without written permission from the Foundation. The views expressed within these podcasts do not necessarily reflect those of the Foundation, its trustees or employees. For further terms and conditions, please contact us at rayharryhausen.com, where you can find our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter links.